It's time for the weekly sports dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canale. Surprise, surprise, ladies and gentlemen. If there are ladies and gentlemen out there listening, it's a, you know, it's a every so often sports dump. I'm your host, Joe Canale, with co-host Quincy Miller. At times, I've said he's the producer, all kinds of stuff. We never really got that off the ground, though. So he's just co-hosting right now, even though if if there was a video of this, you'd see him in his producery headphones. That's right. You, you um, look very producery. I'm also, I'm, I'm spinning. I'm a, I'm a DJ working. Oh, nice. Time. Good. Yeah, so you can provide music. Yeah. If we need any like stabs or, or real dramatic musical pauses. I don't know uh, what those are. <laughs> Remember when you were the meme machine? <laughs> How could I forget? That's the, I still think about the fact that we almost got me a personalized license plate for that. I, I really Are they going to get you meme machine? No, Cooper wanted to get me like, yeah, meme machine, uh, personalized license plate and just have people just the embarrassment of driving that around yes of course They'd be like, what? <laughs> could have uh, the, and for almost everyone listening who doesn't know what we're talking about uh quincy and i we originally met on a show called fair game with brock everett where uh we were writers on the show originally quincy was the researcher uh, but he two things happened they realized google existed and there's no research going into the show at all. That and also Quincy was writing better jokes than any of the writers. So they I don't know if it was quickly, but eventually made you a writer. Uh, even though you were writing the whole time, literally from day one. And they were using more of your stuff than anyone's. anyway. I, I was I was a writer. The only research I did was his Joe's research assistant, because as he said, we learned that Google existed, but he still hasn't figured that. That's exactly right. Well, I felt like. I, I, and I believe I commented on this a number of times that uh, I didn't want you to feel like you weren't doing your job. Periodically, and, he would just stare off into space and ask an easily Googleable question and then just kind of shrug like, well, we'll never know the answer to that one. Yep. And I would what's just my, side. What's my middle name? <laughs> who is the who is the Yankees catcher? Well, I guess we'll never know. We won't know. I'd sigh deeply and I'd Google it and tell him and he would just look at me like I was the smartest man in the world. And that's why we're still not making money together today. That's right. Uh, so, but since there's been, since there's been so much going on and the, and the centerpiece of our conversation today will be uh, the speaking of memes and uh, me not knowing how things work. Uh, Quincy's a Texas fan. I am a Nebraska fan in college football and since their epic Big 12 championship game in 2009, which Texas won because Nakamadan Sue was too fast and gave stupid Colt McCoy an extra second on the clock, Easy. which they should not have had. And that was it. That was downhill for Nebraska from there. But we'll just talk about it now. It's, and well, conversely, it's been only up upwards and onwards for Texas. That's the heights. funny thing. So so the 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 statistical meme in question uh that you sent to me about a month ago and i sent back to you this week is that since that game they've both played they've both won uh they played 150 games texas played one more game texas has won one more game 83 to 82 
So they, their winning percentages are both about 55%. They've both scored about 30 points per game. They've both given up about 26 points per game. They've each had 35 draft picks. Actually, Texas has 37. Like everything about these two teams is almost statistically a match. And that's crazy because this has been the worst run in Nebraska history. And I didn't know that Texas was this bad as well right now. Uh, it's been – Texas is is different from Nebraska in that Nebraska's history is almost up until this point. They're very good. They had those three years where they were the, arguably the best team in history. Yeah. But other than that, they were like top five or ten. But they, never were, on they, top. Were, they were like one of the greatest teams to not have a national championship in that run. And Texas, on the other hand, outside the Daryl K. Royal years and a few years with Mac Brown – Texas is pretty much sucked at football, but always gets credit as like every year it's going to be this, this might be Texas's year. And it's, it's never. Spoiler but they've had Heisman trophy year. winners. They, you know, numerous Heisman trophy winners and Two. they've got numerous titles, but you're right. It's they're, they're not the Marlins. That is an insult really to Texas to say that, uh, which is hard to do, <laughs> but um like the Marlins would just win one and then break it all down. You know, it's not the same thing with college, but it, it seems like like Texas would get maybe a one or two good recruiting classes in a row, give them some sustainability no. for a few years. No, no, that's the. It seems like Texas gets a top five recruiting class every single year. Yeah, yeah. I'm, these days they do. That's well, the I mean, it's always Nebraska. Like even if you go back, uh, you know, before Mac Brown got there, he inherited a ton of talent. Like just an amazing team. If you look at some of the, the NFL players, you know, your your Casey Hamptons, uh, you know, people like that, your Tony Brackens, guys like that that are just incredible NFL players. 10, 12 year uh, veterans. All pros in the many yes. cases. And then yes, it's like, sure. oh, that must have been a great team. No, it wasn't a great team. They got their ass kicked, you know, by UCLA so many times and all these others where it's like these shouldn't be rivalries from Texas's end. But who was not, the coach before Mac Brown? Uh, I knew you were going to ask that because I just blanked on it. Uh, um, Makovic, John Makovic. Oh, wow. He doesn't seem like a Texasy kind of guy. There is no Texasy kind of guy. Like they've had two good coaches in their history and yeah. everything else has been a disaster. And Mac Brown's from Carolina, right? Yeah. He was, he was actually rose to prominence as OU's offensive coordinator, then took North Carolina from shitty to reasonably good okay. and then went to, went to Texas and became the second best coach in Texas football history. My goodness. As you mentioned that, yeah, Texas does kind of have the aura of being, you know, the Michigans, the Notre Dames, the Ohio States where you look historically and they all have, you know, all, all those teams are within, you know, 30 wins of each other, but yeah. they're way ahead of most other teams. Nebraska used to be in that group till the last few years, but it like Nebraska has been pissed poor the last five or six years, like, you know, three and nine type shit. Yeah. I guess Texas had a few of those years right after 2009 because their most recent history has been more mediocre than awful. Yeah. Well, they've also had a couple of losing seasons, which, They've mainly been mediocre throughout their history, but they've also been bad here lately, which yes, is new. To add to the mediocre without the good pop-up. Yeah. Um, I still think Texas and Nebraska are in very different places. Like, 
Texas is still the sleeping giant where they can always be good. They're just a coach away. Nebraska, I feel if Scott Frost doesn't get it done, what are you going to do? Well, that's what, that's why he's still there now. Any yeah. other coach would be fired right now. Oh yeah. But, but, but so that brings up an interesting point because <coughs> Nebraska had one of their smallest recruiting classes this year, like 13, but they have like 20 portal transfer and, and a few grad transfers and, you know, but non-traditional recruits, 20 of them this year coming in. And I want to talk about the, the, the transfer portal because we got Texas's old quarterback. Casey Thompson. Whose father played at Oklahoma. And yes. so now his son has played at both Texas and Nebraska. Yes. Hates his father. <laughs> Hates, Hates his father. father. Who's loving and attends every single game. And we got this uh, wide receiver who you told me really loves to block, which is fine. Scott yeah. Frost likes those guys. That's the thing with the, 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 the transfer portal. You mentioned that Nebraska got a couple guys from, from Alabama, but you can pretty much guess these two guys were at the lower end of the Alabama roster. Now I'm not saying that still doesn't put them in the at least middle of the Nebraska roster, but the transfer portal to me is so much more. It's kind of like the NFL draft where you're really excited but the payoff is is far less frequent than you would expect it to be, or even hope. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's funny that you know with the transfer portal and NIL, how much all of these people that are making millions of dollars a year still don't know what they're doing. Because um, on the big thing in Texas right now is obviously Texas A and M had the number one recruiting class of all time. Uh, Nick Saban called him out for cheating, correctly so. Uh, Jimbo Fisher said, how dare you accuse us of cheating while accusing Alabama of cheating, correctly so. Correctly so, yes. Um, And then also uh, there was a transfer uh, named O'Shawn Mathis uh, from TCU, probably the number one transfer on Texas's radar because he plays a huge position of need he was probably the best defensive uh transfer perhaps in the portal yeah and it came down to texas and nebraska and it was texas all the way until the last like 24 hours and the word on the street is and this is something that the quarterback that transferred to nebraska has said was that nebraska just blew texas's doors off in terms of the nil offerings which makes no sense because texas dwarfs nebraska in terms of revenue and money so the fact that, you know, we've got these guys that have all this money and are apparently lowballing these, like we, we can't re- see the writing on the wall. I don't know how all well, these people yeah. can figure this out. Well, I think maybe that points to a little bit of why Texas has not had. And I, I really, Tom Osborne, other than him, I can't point to the reason why Nebraska had the success that they had. Like Texas has the resources, but I think they, they, they have hubris. And I think something like that, where they're like, cause, cause Mathis came from TCU. Yeah. So to Texas, someone coming from TCU is, well, he must not have been good enough for Texas. Right. If they went to TCU, but for Nebraska right now, that's a little bit different argument. And it may be the same argument for Texas, but they don't think so. Well, Texas is now is he went to TCU. That means that we missed. That means we didn't evaluate him. Correct. Like TCU is better at, you know, that they find the three-star guys that are going to be better than all our five-star guys. Right. Well, and there's we, something to be said for development, too. Which Texas doesn't do. We don't believe in that. 
And it's hard to do that when you're when you're basically bringing in celebrity coaches and turning it over very quickly. I just think it's hard. And that's the one hope for Nebraska is that even though they've turned their coaching staff over a bunch, there's some consistency. But but yeah, with Mathis, well, Nebraska, they're going to throw all their money into that. That's the one thing, you know, like Texas has probably got to spread their their money out to the basketball team and stuff. But. Well, there's no spread. There's money. There's money there to go. We can pay. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing. We can have the, the, the highest paid basketball team and the highest paid football team. That's true. And, and but maybe it's Gary Patterson who is their D coordinator now. Uh, not not yet. He's what? What is he like? He's a special assistant on defense. Yeah. Um, we have we have Washington's old defense support like. A, universally recognized as a defensive genius in terms of X's and O's and getting like when they played Alabama in the playoffs, they actually really kind of kicked their ass on defense. You know, they only gave up 20 points and a lot of that was because of the offense. And then of course he gets to Texas and the defense is the worst it's literally ever been in, in school <laughs> history. <laughs> That's just the way of the world. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked a lot of college football and, and, oh, I do want to say you did get the number one uh, quarterback, Quinn yes. Ewers, so that maybe they used all their money on him. Well, I mean, we had to because he was making literally millions of dollars at Ohio State and left. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Do you uh, think you're going to get uh, the, the Manning? Yes. I think it's. I mean, from what I'm reading, it seems like it's pretty close to, you know, being done. Whether that's going to matter, I don't know. I mean. So they're going to have this guy and Manning? Well, Manning is saying that he's cool with redshirting. So he'll come in and take over after this guy. But like I've told you, Texas is playing football in the year 3000. We're going to try to have a quarterback and 84 wide receivers on scholarship, and that's it. And then who needs a lineman or defense? What? I thought it was Pancake University. Yeah, we're giving our linemen 50K, and then Texas A&M is out here saying, we'll give you millions in Bitcoin. Like, that was the thing, is they signed all their people in Bitcoin, and then Bitcoin crashed, so you might see some transfers from there. Now it's a bargain. Now it's a bargain. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and I think it was reported Nebraska gave this guy definitely six figures, O'Shawn Mathis. I heard $400,000, but... That's actually lower than what I was expecting, but I don't know. That might he better, be nice. he better get ten sacks. But that and, and and now that's I just in saying that it changes the equation there of like you better earn your money, but yeah. it's, it's still just money some asshole gave him. All right. Speaking of assholes, uh, well, we any of these subjects. Well, Josh Donaldson, <laughs> just for a second. My my thing on that whole thing is. So he and the Josh Donaldson situation is that he's called Tim Anderson Jackie a few times because and his his comment is that in 2019, there was an article where Tim Anderson referred to himself as like the Jackie Robinson of bringing fun to the game. You know, he didn't he didn't say, you know, nobody, nobody had nobody had more fun than Jackie Robinson. Well, <laughs> yeah, a well they, but yes, Jackie probably had the least fun of anybody. Uh, and so I guess he's called him that a couple of times. The one thing, and I've, I mentioned uh, to you, I don't know if we were recording, but Josh Donaldson, somebody uh, on Twitter put up that, and and this one, A doesn't mean B, but he did attend a high school that was founded in 1967, specifically as a whites-only high school in, in response to uh, integration. So that's just a little circumstantial evidence. 
And then if you remember an article from 2019 and you're still referencing it and that's your justification for the whole thing, it just it just rings very, very hollow. It reminds me there was like years ago, I think in like a Virginia governor's race or something like that. One of the candidates called a reporter the most obscure racial slur I've ever heard in my life. I still, I don't honestly don't even remember what it was because right. I've never heard it before or since. And then tried to say that it was just, you know, something that pot, like it was gibberish that popped in his head. And it's like, well, how is that all? Like if I'm yes. having to go through like old, old books trying to find what this means and where it's from, and you just happen to use it perfectly. And <laughs> why is this 2019? Yeah. He's it's the only that, person that reads Sports Illustrated, but apparently he memorizes every article. So that that word had been bubbling in the back of his head, waiting to be used at some point. Yeah. Uh, just came out at the wrong time. Uh, so so the like and this is what he you know, the Yankees have this kind of corporate locker room thing. that's just it, it just seems to me it's so vanilla and anti-personality and the only personalities that are allowed to flourish are ones like this guy where it's just like well his personality is that he's a fucking ignorant hick yeah uh that's all i wanted to say as a yankee fan i wish we had tim anderson and not josh donaldson for every reason (laughs) (laughs) every reason uh do you watch the soccer quincy i do not well you should tomorrow all right, I'll write that down. Watch the soccer. That's all I need. That's all the information I need. Google At it. noon tomorrow is the Champions League final. Okay? And the Champions League is the best soccer in the world. It's all the winners of all the leagues in, in Europe get together. Oh, no. Those two, it's the best soccer in the world, but America's not invited? No. <laughs> this exactly. I refuse it's, to believe. It's, a, it's a men's soccer, so that's why the men uh, aren't invited. <laughs> Women's soccer, we'd be there. Uh, I just encourage everyone. It is three o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific. It's and here's the shitty thing. It's on like the the Paramount Plus. I don't know if it's on oh. CBS especially, but if it's on only Paramount Plus, well, that's a crock of shit. Who's playing? It is Liverpool versus Real Madrid. Okay. Liverpool, uh, historic Two best in- cities in the world. Yeah, and uh, Real Madrid. So a couple years ago they played and. Liverpool's best player was injured by a cheap shot by a Spaniard on Real Madrid. Like really injured or like out of the game? They carted him off and then he ran back on five seconds later. Separated his shoulder. Oh, Uh, so he was out of a shoulder. Well, yeah, he was out of the game after a half hour. And so this is the revenge game. But Real Madrid, one team is the best of soccer, which is Liverpool. They play people who love soccer call it the beautiful game. And it's because of teams like Liverpool that are offensive minded. Ball is moving. It's not the boring soccer you might imagine. Real Madrid represents the shithousery side of soccer where they will be pretending to be injured. They will be trying to injure and slow the game down and make it as ugly as possible because the other team plays beautifully. So it's like the 2007 Suns versus the 1998 Miami Heat basically <laughs> or, or yes or it's, it's like any team from today versus any team from the 2009 season yes uh so i just encourage everyone to if you hear this to try to find that game tomorrow so basically my assumption based on what you said how one team is plays beautifully and another team plays shitty, real madrid is 100 percent gonna win 
it seems correct? like that's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a, and unfortunately there's a lot of teams, many of them Spanish, also the Italian national team. You don't win four world cups with guys who are five, eight and can't run unless you know how to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Jeff Van Gundy Knicks. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, but, but hopefully there'll be the uh, Liverpool will, will, because if Liverpool gets a little bit of a lead, then Real Madrid can't do their shit. So you want a couple scores early because then it becomes just a track meet uh, until the end when they start really injuring people. So that's just a recommendation. You're not watching the NBA playoffs either, I'm guessing. No. No, they're, sh- they're, they're shitty. So that's all I have to say about that. NHL playoffs, this is the time of the year when you would talk about hockey instead of basketball. When um, Edmonton is vying to join the elite cities of the world with Liverpool. and Edmonton and Alberta really battled it out last night the uh, no edmonton and calgary the battle of alberta yeah so uh the nhl playoffs are good and really that's all you have to say about the nhl playoffs we're almost through this whole thing i got one last thing are you a rangers fan like kind of for people who don't know this about joe joe is the world's biggest bandwagon fan but if only only the bandwagon was in 1995, like he's been loyal since then, but he was a huge fan of North Carolina basketball, Nebraska football. Uh, who else? The Yankees, um, the Yankees, uh, the Knicks, the Giants, um, the New York Giants were good in that era. Yeah, too. like the only, New York teams that were good in 1994 and then whatever other teams filled in the gaps from like who else that, is that it? really what that that was it that was my era of uh rooting for for teams now the new york teams and the nebraska team those had a geographic tie carolina and kentucky were because i hated hated syracuse and uh i like st john's but that was just a blip they were not really that good for that long so i had to pick other teams and i hated duke and i still do but you're right that's the kind of fan i am and in soccer, for example, I don't really have a favorite team. I just kind of ride what's 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 good. Aren't you aren't you an England national team in the World Cup? Italy's national team. That's why I know about oh, all the shit yeah, right. Um, Like Italy won the Euro Cup, which is a big big tournament, and then they didn't make the World Cup. So it's just like you know, that doesn't happen to a team that really really is good. Any other sports stuff that's got your attention, Quincy? Um, just a second. I got to see who won the who won the World Cup in 1994. Oh, Brazil! I'm surprised. Yeah, defeated Brazil Italy. Vito. Defeated Italy. Italy. That's right. I watched that World Cup. That, yes, it's a pretty good one. Yeah, it was against Italy. You're right. Fine. All right. Well, this was been, this has been an episode. Was there anything else I want to talk about? No, there was. Oh, Kaepernick. Just that that the Raiders are are any team. You made a very good point. Why didn't the, the Washington football team and whatever they were called each year bring Kaepernick in every offseason to try Joe to distract? Of, Joe kind of jumped in the middle of the, what he's pointing out is how obvious like the Raiders have had a very bad few months in terms of John Gruden being racist. Uh, Mark Davis, the owner, apparently being especially sexually harassing. That's what NFL I think was going standards. on there. And so they needed some cheap imagery rehabilitation. So they bring Kaepernick in to get all the, the publicity and the, oh, my God, they're so progressive. And then there's no chance he's going to make the team. Um, even if he was ever had a chance, he has been out of the league for six years. 
So the it's N- just yeah. the NFL one. It's an obvious, obvious, just cheap imagery rehabilitation thing. But as stupid and obvious as it is, like it's still light years ahead of what all these other teams like. How, why didn't they think of it? Why isn't he should have been just on a bus from Washington and Dallas every day or a flight every day, just working out for them so they could have that cheap. Because there are actually some teams that were behind the blackballing of him and legitimately would rather take the hit on their bad publicity than than do this to fix it. But another thing that you mentioned about a month ago, maybe when the last time I did an episode, uh, there was a bunch of stories, not only the commanders, but also Jerry Jones had like a secret family or some, you know, a secret he, child. He paid off to keep up. quiet. And that story's gone. The NFL can just shush anything. The NBA I, did it with Robert Sarver, too. Yeah, uh, I, as a fan of the 2007 Suns, I'm always happy to watch them lose because he blew up the most beautiful basketball team of all time because he's cheap. Yes. So finding out that he's a piece of shit is gratifying and watching he's doing him. it to this team too he didn't he didn't sign Aiden, so they're going to get rid of him yeah yeah i mean just knowing that he's never going to get a ring i, w- I was terrified that they were going to steamroll to the playoffs and he was going to get a ring and they were going right. to say look at this genius and the the team that he managed to put together out of the ashes you know because they were terrible a couple of years and just knowing that he'll never have that no. makes me happy that's right and that's what the sports dump is about folks is is picking out the most evil people in the world of sports and rooting against them Yes. Um, unfortunately, in, when you're looking at owners, for every piece of shit that loses, the guy who wins is... Yeah, there's, there's no winning in that regard. Yeah. You're right. That's why you can only root against. All right, but well, it is quick. satisfying that the, the Cowboys, you know, that Jerry Jones bought a, a Super Bowl winning team and drove them into the ground and they'll never win another thing. That's no, I think that's another good example of... I fear... Even though I fear that the Yankees are kind of like just a couple of fail sons and and, you know, like Steinbrenner was not a good person, but those teams won more consistently. (laughs) Were they like Steinbrenner kind of had a little Nebraska going in that he had that three years. They won back to back to back. Other than that, they weren't all that great, were they? I mean, 78, 77. They went to the World Series in 81. So he had a little run there, too. And he also, they may have gone in like 75, but that he might have bought them right in between there. So the Reggie Jackson years, he had that in the beginning. But you're right. There was a big, there was a big gap. Um, all right. I think I've, I'm all out of stuff. And you probably have to do some work of so, some sort. Probably. All right. Know. Well, uh, thank you for uh, being with us, Quincy, and it's been too long. We'll talk uh, either on the Sports Dump or off at some point, and uh, and we'll help each other with our LinkedIn profiles. Absolutely. Um, All right. So I'll talk to you later, man. Podcast will be hosted by LinkedIn Premium next time. That's that's great. I need a sponsor in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah, a lot of different sponsors. Later. Later.